Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome in to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek for Friday, November 13th. Ooh, Friday the 13th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, and on today's show, I'll be joined by my co-host, John DeShazer, as we sit down with NFL data expert Cynthia Freeland. She works for NFL Network, and she picked the Saints as a lone wolf on NFL Game Day on NFL Network. So we're going to talk to her about why she picked the Saints over the Buccaneers and why she was the only one who picked the Saints over the Buccaneers. Quick question, poll question, data or data? What do you call it? I'm not sure. I think I switch it up every time I say it. Um, But anyway, on today's show, we will have Cynthia Freeland talking a little bit about um, her role at NFL Network, her predictions for this week's Saints vs. Niners game, and much, much more. Some quick announcements real fast. We will have 6,000 fans inside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on Sunday afternoon. And if you are in that number, we want you to be loud and be proud because you are representing for all of Saints Nation. Also, be sure to keep an eye out on NewOrleansSaints.com so you can know before you go. Make sure you have everything you need before you head to the Superdome on Sunday. Also, we're still giving out Salute to Service gear, so make sure you go to our at SaintsPod Twitter account and scroll down a little bit and you'll see that contest running right now. You can win some free Salute to Service gear, so enter for your chance right now to win a jersey, hoodie, hat, all available on NewOrleansSaints.com. So go enter to win right now. And last but certainly not least, you have another opportunity at your hands to enter a Chalk Talk with Lance Moore. It'll be done virtually. It'll be done before the Saints vs. Falcons game on November 22nd. Like I said, it'll be a Chalk Talk with Lance Moore before the Falcons game. So you can enter for that contest before November 18th. This contest only runs through November 18th. So make sure you go to neworleansaints.com backslash fans backslash contests backslash chalk dash talk dash sweep. If you didn't hear that, I'm going to say it again. I know reverse exists, but neworleansaints.com backslash fans backslash contests backslash chalk dash talk dash sweep. We'll have all of the information available on NewOrleansSaints.com. I'm sure we'll tweet it out here shortly, so be sure you enter for your opportunity to join Lance Moore on a Chalk Talk before the Atlanta Falcons game. Okay, enough announcements. Let's get into our conversation with NFL Network's Cynthia Freeland. Cynthia, first I need to ask you how you've been keeping busy through quarantine because I've been seeing on your Instagram stories you've been doing a little bit of cooking and showing people up. How's that been going for you? You know, I figured out during quarantine that I found, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I found this pan and I like totally like love the pan. It's ridiculous. And it makes things really easy to cook. So I started like trying to teach myself how to cook because, you know, in California, you can't even eat inside. So, which is, it's, it's tricky because once the weather, when, once the weather gets below like, you know, 65 degrees in Cali, everyone thinks it's like, you know, nuclear winter and we won't go outside no matter what. And, you know, I'm from Michigan. So, you know, it's a little, let's, I'm getting soft. So I was learning how to really like cook and figure some things out. So I try to do like a themed dish for every Thursday night football game. So I can like teach myself how to cook something different. I'm not really good at following recipes is what I've learned. So what I kind of do is like make it up as I go along. I read like the kind of central ingredients to what makes something, you know, from a certain place. And then I just kind of 
figure it out from there. So it's been, it's been pretty fun. I mean, it doesn't always look great. So my like <laughs> fake cookbook is called, but it tastes good because I've been figuring out like none of it matters except like how it tastes. <laughs> exactly. So, so was this like a magic pan that you saw like on an infomercial? Like, how did you come about this pan that is, you know, leading you to all this great success? This is going to sound ridiculous, but I was at Target and I don't know what made me like read the thing, but it's called a green pan. I mean, I should like, I'm giving them a plug, but they're not <laughs> super expensive. So whatever, but there, I was at Target and I was looking at, a, I, I don't know. I was like, you know, I was bored. Who knows? And I was reading about it. It was like nonstick cooks faster. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, none of these things seem true. So I gave it a try. It was only like $25 pan. So, and, and now I have like the whole set. I like, I really think I should be their spokesperson because I'm obsessed with their pans, but you know, it, I just read about it and I sat there and was like, let's give it a whirl. Like, why not? Cause you, one can only handle so many selfies, you know, like a lot of <laughs> girls in our industry like to do the old selfie game guys too. And uh, you can only, one can only handle that. So I had to start cooking. <laughs> one can only handle so much. I too struggle with like the whole food presentation thing, but as long as it tastes good and on the target note, you don't go to target finding what you need. Target tells you what you need. That is absolutely the truth. I saw it on Twitter somewhere. 100% true. Um, mm -hmm. So Cynthia, let's talk about NFL game day on NFL Network because last week you were the only person you lone wolfed it. You picked the Saints to win 27 to 25 over the Bucks. Were you surprised that you were the lone wolf? I was actually super surprised that I was the lone wolf. I mean, I guess, you know, because our show, we, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like usually at least Kurt Warner will be on my, so, you know, something will happen where one of us will split, you know, it's, it's kind of rare for a marquee game. Now, sometimes you have a lone wolf on kind of a, a, a game that seems a bit more random between teams that are like two and six and two and six. And, you know, everyone just happens to pick, you know, like the giants against whatever, right. but this is like, you know, between good teams, between teams battling for first place in a division between, you know, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. I was surprised that I didn't get a Kurt Warner or at least one of them. Like, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't necessarily, I thought maybe because, because the bucks were favored, I thought maybe it would be like, you know, a split, like three, two or four, one, something like that, but nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> For our listeners, I would strongly encourage you to tune into NFL game day on NFL network. It's a great show. They do the lone wolf all the time, which is probably my favorite part of the segment. They put on the little wolf hat, unless you have a wonderful hairdo like Cynthia Freeland does, and you can't put on the, the hat completely understandable. Uh, but Cynthia, you know, you've come on the show before and you talked about kind of what goes into these predictions, all the numbers and all the scenarios that you go through and you plug into your machine. At what point does the gut feeling kind of take over for you? Do you ever kind of go with your gut or is it all strictly numbers? So I made the program. So I believe that my gut is in the, you know, gotcha. you make it, you make it over years and years and, and like tons of work and tons of vetting with, you know, real people who know real math and real people who know real football. I think that it really goes to show that one of the elements that's programmed in there, which is continuity between play caller and quarterback play caller and wide receiver and the knowledge of a team, how often people have played together an an O-line like, so between Alvin Kamara and now Michael Thomas returning and then Emmanuel Sanders growth and him returning. And then of course, Sean Payton's ability to call the, uh, the best plays. Right. So now he knows all the elements, right. You've got Drew Brees, you've got 
all of the different, you got your Taysom Hill. So the more continuity you have between all of those things, the better the odds of having continued wins are. It's just, it, it's a fact and it's a proven, it's not a correlation, it's causation, right? Like it's something that is, it's, it's absolutely like statistically proven. So that's why some teams I have better results for than others because there's more continuity and there's more, you know, like for example, my model gets Mike Tomlin and the Steelers right more often, even when they had not their normal quarterback, when Ben Roethlisberger wasn't playing, it got that right more often than a team that has multiple, you know, a, a rotating cast of coaches. So for me, the saints become a better value proposition always because there's so much continuity and there's so many high level players like Michael Thomas coming back really shifted the win. It was very close. And then both Emmanuel Sanders and Michael Thomas being available and, you know, on the field that shifted it to a stronger, a much stronger. And I did not predict the actual final score correctly. I just predicted the winner correctly, but it shifted it based on having your marquee players back. Interesting. Now, and all of that makes sense. And yet Michael Thomas hadn't played in six games. Emmanuel Sanders hadn't played in two or three. So where you know, the continuity wasn't there, it seems. <laughs> and yet you were able to, to, pick the right team. Uh, I think Caroline asked you how much gut goes into it. Was that as much gut as it was, you know, analytics numbers? They may not have had the game to game continuity, but the defense must respect Michael Thomas. The defense must respect Emmanuel Sanders. So the space that that creates for every other player and Alvin Kamara does have the continuity. So the space that creates in terms of the offense to work with and what the defense must respect, that's really where the difference is. Even though Michael Thomas hasn't seen the end zone yet this season, it's still, you're going to put your number one on him. You're never going to leave him with a guy who Drew Brees can look at and say, I have the mismatch in my favor 100% on this one. It's all Michael Thomas all day. And by the way, Michael Thomas, for it's for whatever it is it's, it's very interesting when you when i model him i take computer vision and i see the space michael thomas the fact that in the middle of the field in tons of traffic this guy can get a first down better than any other wide receiver over the past three seasons that's an interesting note right i would have thought you know it would have been somewhere between him and deandre hopkins and really close maybe Devonte adams but no he's like about three percent ahead of those guys which is interesting because it doesn't sound like a lot but three percent is a lot and speaking of continuity or maybe lack thereof uh, this san francisco team uh, is beat to heck um, all kinds of starters out uh, they've got nick mullins at quarterback now they don't know if Debo samuel's gonna play uh, monster uh, who knows what they have on the field. So how do you look at that team and, and project and say, okay, this is what I think they're going to be able to do because they've been a good running team, or at least they were a good running team last year, not so much this year, but last year. And I think that's the projection with them and that everybody thinks that they'll be able to run the ball because of what they do in the play calling. Yeah. So the good thing about Kyle Shanahan is that he has called a lot of plays for a long time. So you can sort of see it. When you have, I think, I don't quote this number because this one I'm not sure, but I think there's something like almost $80 million on injured reserve, something like that. Uh, that's kind of a lot. Um, so <laughs> on there uh, of their cap is on IR. It's a, it's a huge number, whether or not 80 is right. Don't, again, that one I'm not sure of, but it, I think that's what I heard. Um, but ultimately, the way that you try to cast this is you try to say, what have they done with Nick Mullins in the past? And what kind of routes have they run? And even though you could have, quote unquote lesser talent or different 
talent, different types of receivers, they're probably, their playbook doesn't wholesale change, right? It's, it's, it's not going to wholesale change. So it's, it's kind of like, think about it like this. If you're, you know, if you're, if you have um, a Debo Samuel is going to run a route and it's got a completion probability of 50%, then you go to, you go to a different receiver, that same route, maybe the completion percent is like 40%, right? So it, it downgrades or sometimes it's an upgrade, but in this case, it's less likely to be completed. But Nick Mullins does execute what Kyle Shanahan wants him to do. He just simplifies the playbook. It seems I'm not, I'm not in their playbook. So it just seems from an outside standpoint that that's what they do. They just simplify and they try to create small wins and they try to create a strong run game. Even if it's through short passes, you know, obviously the tight end position without George, without George Kittle is a lot different you're you're not going to replace George Kittle you're just not like there's it's not going to happen so you know they like obviously those shorter passes are going to be to different players so it might be the same play it will be just disguised with different personnel it could be a running back executing the route that George Kittle could have done but it's still the same sort of idea and strategy nonetheless. Cynthia, I have to say, you are obviously very good at numbers. I am not great at numbers. That's why I got into journalism. But you do a tremendous job of simplifying everything and kind of, I don't want to say dumbing it down, but articulating it in, in a way that everyone can understand. Because I just understood everything you said, and I am not a numbers person. So I appreciate that. And you are very good at what you do. Um, but do you have, I, I don't know if you've gone to you know your, your numbers at all for this week's games, if you already have those, but do you have a prediction for this week's Saints first? Niners game yeah so I think there could be there if anyone picked the Niners this week they'd be the lone wolf I don't think there's going to be kind of any sort of difference now the one thing that I'm going to be interested to see you know these games where you have weird offenses and I say weird because you know you you don't have any of the starters playing so sometimes there's like that surprise effect of like well we don't have any film on what you're going to do with whatever so I'm interested to see how well I I'm really focusing on the secondary and the, on the defense. So I want to see if the secondary can keep taking strides to get more and more efficient. We saw a great game last week, obviously, but you know, that game was only competitive for the first half, not even the first half. Right. So I want to see, you know, how you adjust to quote unquote weird, right? Because Tom Brady and the, and the bucks, that one, there's some film on that one, right? Like they had a lot of really great plays on film before this one's a little weirder. So I think this is a great learning game for the Saints so that when they face weirder opponents, I, and I say weird because if you go, think about it like this. If you're going from a true pocket passer like Tom Brady, and then the next game you got to play a guy like Lamar Jackson, who is not a true pocket passer, right? Super mobile. You have to change your style of defense and you have to pick up on different cues and you have to see the field a different way. So now you've got this weird Nick Mullins experiment here where you don't know what he's going to bring. You have some idea, but it is a more run first team and run first strategy so going from one to the other it's a good test for the defense because that's the type of thing that you'll see in the playoffs I'm not suggesting you'll see a team like the Niners necessarily in this configuration in the player in the playoffs but you will see different styles of quarterbacks so it's a smart one for the defense to get those reps there's since no preseason you know got to get that continuity there I'm, I'm really big on that you know momentum continuity so this is a good one for them to kind of practice and figure out how to see a more run first team Cynthia, last question before we let you go. Are, are Rich, Steve, and Michael, and everyone on NFL game day, are they all as nice as they seem to be on air? Because they seem like they're really fun people. <laughs> to be honest with you, they're they're even better. Like, 
that I feel very lucky that my football family is full of people who they've got my back. They want to teach me. They're always, I can call, you know, it is, it is very lucky to be able to say, I can call Michael Irvin and ask him about a wide receiver on like a Tuesday at whatever. And I will, not only will it be like a really good answer, but it will be really funny. Cause I mean, Michael Irvin is like <laughs> super entertaining. I just feel super lucky. My football family is, you know, the nicest people. Like we talk outside of the show. We, you know, I feel we have checked on each other, all COVID, you know, there's, there's no, when I was working for the Alliance of American football, we'd, I'd go to Scottsdale every weekend and the Warners were awesome. And, you know, cause they live there. So, you know, you, you get a chance to spend like time with your, you know, football family. And like I said, I feel like, you know, they are truly, I'm super lucky. I can call any of them at any time and we just have great talks. So. We love a good football family. Well, Cynthia, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you picking the Saints as a lone wolf last week. And, and be sure to watch Cynthia Freeland on NFL Game Day on NFL Networks on Sundays. Cynthia, so thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. I'll come on anytime you have space for me. I'll, honestly, always such an honor to be on with you. Okay, thanks to Cynthia for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by Seeky today. Quick reminder, Saints fans, tune in to Dome at Home Live an hour before kickoff on Sunday. That'll be at 2.25 p.m. Central. You'll be able to watch Dome at Home Live to find out everything you need to know before the Saints take on the 49ers in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on Sunday at 3.25. Be sure to tune in to the game at Fox again at 3.25 p.m. You can find Dome at Home Live, like I said, an hour before kickoff on Facebook, Twitter. We'll have the links on Twitter, Saints Facebook, um, and NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints app. So be sure to tune in to Dome at Home Live with myself and John DeShazer as we get you set for kickoff. All right, that'll do it for our New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Don't forget, if you're in that number of 6,000, you're representing for all of Saints Nation. Be loud and be proud. And don't forget to enter those two contests available right now, the Salute to Service and the Lance Moore Chalk Talk that we talked about at the beginning of the show. All right, thanks so much for listening, and we'll tune in next week, hopefully talking about a Saints win. Have a good weekend, Saints fans. Stay safe.